This is a Think Live Be production. I know. Ah, it, it really messes me up. I'm so I I slept in today. It was like 8:30 and it felt like we were going to go to brunch for my birthday cuz my birthday's tomorrow. Mm, and birthday. okay. But we didn't because all of a sudden it was 8:30 and then I was like Where'd my day go? I, I guess that wasn't today too late is to National to Napping Day though, by the way. I oh, took yeah. my nap. Oh, you took a nap today? I took a nap in Wait, the car was, for 20 minutes. What? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> well, so here we are. We're on Seeking the Best, the podcast, where we try to seek out the best in ourselves as we try to overcome the personal hurdles as a realtor. I'm Catherine Stelges, and across from me is my director of operations, Kayla. Hi. And our sound <laughs> engineer, Patrick. Hey. Uh, and this season, we're tackling Fizbos. Yeah. So I read this guy's post, and what was interesting about his post was that um he does 17 touches and i was like oh my gosh that's a lot and i was just thinking about you know we still don't really know who our competition is in terms of who else is heavily marketing and calling for sale by owners like i don't know what they're doing in our local market but you can figure like at any given time there's probably some brand new agents who are trying it out because that's what you're told to do and so you've got those people which i would hope after 13 years that like i could at least script them better <laughs> or script script better than them sorry my my words don't make sense um and then you've got people who have been doing it consistently for a really long period of time and they have an actual system that is working for them and they know that if i do this many things then i get this result and so if that guy's doing 17 touches well we definitely need to up our game because another important thing in his post was like if you're an agent who's just calling people, that's not good enough. Like calling everybody, you know, every week is not good enough. There's, you have to be doing direct mail. You have to be doing email when you can, you've got to be stopping by. And that's one thing that I haven't really gotten to do yet because, um, you know, we got back from family reunion and immediately, you know, re let's say, let's say shifted, reorganized, reorganized our team and, you know, had a whole bunch of new things on my plate that I've been so busy just with doing the day-to-day stuff that I haven't been able to get out into the field like I yeah, intended. Well, that's the day, the day-to-day things that you don't plan on happening, happening. But unfortunately, not to make excuses, but that all happened before you were in any sort of groove to open houses. So you we won't, both. well, yes. So, uh, <laughs> not, you know, not to get into the weeds and the details of everything that happened, but you lost a buyer's agent is what happened. Yeah. And so. So now I'm out running. So now you're showing properties now. taking over for where this buyer's agent, his, their old clients and, and people in the pipeline that you had to kind of step up and take on while you're hiring a new buyer's agent and training them. So the FISBO thing hasn't been you haven't been able to keep up with well yeah i just haven't been able to uh 
keep to the time blocks that I originally set, right? Because we talked, we talked, we had a whole episode about time blocking. And then it was going to be 50 contacts. Well, and we talked about blocking out the time to get those activities done. Oh, right. And where I was going to be doing that. And then as soon as life happened and it gets in the way, um, I don't have that time available anymore. So how do I keep up with it? So I, what, what I think is still missing is I'm that person who's calling in consistently. And so if I'm competing against someone who's calling, who's stopped by, who's been doing the direct mail piece too, then we're not going to win that listing even if you know we had the opportunity to unless we just get lucky and i don't want this to be luck that was the whole point of this right. is like this needs to be a consistent thing that we can do track and then have duplicate. set up and duplicate yeah so this post that this guy made on um and we'll credit we'll credit him at some point in the future because we'll um, put it in the candy bag yeah, yeah we'll find this guy's name because i was just randomly reading on facebook and um I think it was the Facebook group Lab Coat Agents, which is always a good resource for people sharing ideas. And he had his video about calling expires for sale by owners. And 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 so his big thing was, again, 17 touches, a mix of touches, like what you're doing, which is where I've been failing because I've called people and I'm, I'll also kind of latch on to somebody who answers the phone. And then I'm like, ooh, I will call them again. But they might not be the person who's going to list with an agent or their house could sell. It has to be in mass numbers. It has to be consistent. But one of the other things he mentioned was that he started to narrow down his focus, which I realized I was naturally doing. So specifically narrowing down your focus to geographic locations, almost like farming, but farming for FISBOs. And if you don't know what farming is, it's a basically geographically targeting consumers and real estate. So I'm going to pick a neighborhood that has a, you know, one day we'll get into farming on a big scale because I do think that we do yeah. that pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but uh, what you pick a, a certain neighborhood and then focus in there. But for sale by owners, you can't just pick a neighborhood. That's not enough. There's not enough for sale by owners. Maybe in a neighborhood we farm, there's maybe one for sale by owner right now. Yeah. So, but it's just narrowing your focus. So not looking all over central Florida where we are, but just narrowing down like, okay, here are places that I could actually visit in a, in a day if I wanted to go out and do it. And so I thought that was interesting because I was naturally doing that anyways. I was like, you know, we had a hundred and something phone numbers in there. I'm like, I need to, to start focusing on what I can get to and actually have a bigger impact on. And those are areas that I already know well and I can drive to. So I thought that was interesting that he pointed that out. And that was just a natural thing that I thought to do. Well, I'm we, saying I'm smart. <laughs> we spent, we spent uh, a few hours going over and crunching the numbers, figuring out how many, how many uh, for sale by owners you had to contact in order to make contact with them and then how many of those would actually turn into a lead and how many of those would close when we went through all of that does filtering all of those down to just the ones that are in the farming neighborhoods do the numbers still work out to where you'd be getting the same number of leads so that's sort of the problem because i think my natural selection is to choose things in our direct area where I live and where our office is, which happen to be down the street from one another. But that's also a very 
uh, desirable area. And so sometimes for sale by owners do sell themselves. I mean, I'm not saying that they do it well or they get the most money. I think we have statistics that show that's not true, but they do sell. It's a hot area. It's a very hot area. So there's not as many um, that are available to, to really kind of pick through. And it's probably, you know, again, we don't know who's, who's targeting them, but there's probably a lot more agents focused on our area than any other location. But I don't know. I, I think there's still enough if I at least kind of target the sort of, we'll call it downtown Orlando plus, <laughs> um, the area that I most like to focus on, there's probably enough to still keep in touch with 40 people, which was what we said. Like that's what people's track record had suggested, just like 40 for sale by owners that you're communicating with consistently will net you four mm-hmm. listings a month. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still enough business there. Um, it's just about getting the other pieces in play, not just phone calls. Right. Because what I've noticed is, um, and you guys interrupt me at any point that I'm talking too much because I had my second coffee today <laughs> and I was like, now I'm like, bop, bop, bop. Uh, So what I've noticed, though, is a lot of times I'll call and I'm using that preview script like, hey, you know, I'm going to be out in your neighborhood previewing homes and they don't actually live there. So it's kind of hard to um, and I'm sure there's somebody if you're listening, if you have like an objection handler of how to get them to meet you there. We'd love to hear it. (laughs) We'd love to hear it. Um, But they're they don't live there. And so they've got like a combo lockbox, which sounds really like not safe and not secure and why would they do that but again people think they know best and think they can do this and so they obviously think that that's okay and and safe and so a lot of times people they don't live there they've got a combo box or they'll say like you know i'm only driving over there to meet you if you have a serious buyer you're bringing by so the preview script doesn't always work i feel like it's like 50 50 like 50 percent of the time people actually live there and you can get in because they want to show you the house and 50% of the time they don't live there or they're not willing. There's a reason. Like, yeah. like they're not going to let you in if you don't have an actual buyer on your side um, when you walk through the door. So so just, yeah, once you narrow that focus down, and then I think what I need to do is is get some other scripts because to like handle that. Where do you get the scripts like from? Um, well, there's plenty of scripts out there. I mean, uh, there's bold business objective life by design. I feel like we're always so if uh, promoting people, that. Listeners, in order for them to get those bold scripts, they would have to take the bold class. But is yeah, there any? Is there, is there? Is <laughs> there? Yeah. Is there anywhere to get those other scripts? Like if you haven't taken the bold class? Well, you could. I mean, you can just go online and Google uh, for sale by owner scripts and find all kinds of stuff. I I think you just have to be careful what the source is and make sure that it's from somewhere where you know somebody's using it that they have a track record for it. Um, that's why that preview script was initially something I got from my coach, um, from, from mastery maps coaching. And so I trust that that works and it has worked to get in the door. Uh, it's, it's just, like I said, then you reach those people who they're not interested in you previewing or you, Oh, sure. You can stop by and preview, but Oh, by the way, I don't live there. And so mm-hmm. I won't actually meet you in person. Mm-hmm. And then that sort of defeats the purpose sure. of the preview. Yeah. It defeats the purpose of the pop by. Yeah, I mean, I guess you. I guess what you do is, um, is you could always call, and you'd have to find the script on it, but to give feedback. 
Like if they don't feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm just calling to give you feedback from, from I previewed your house, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, I did actually use that because I think this kind of, sometimes this stuff just comes naturally. Um, I did preview a guy's house and he was there. It wasn't an empty house. And I still followed up with feedback for him because it was just a natural thing that I do when I show property. And so that was my next call. So I think that's a that's a good thing. That's providing value to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a helpful piece of information for them. So, um, so yeah, I think that's good. I uh, I also thought it was interesting on this gentleman's post that he said that every for sale by owner is either a driver or um, a high C, like a cautious personality type. And so I thought that was interesting. Explain what the, all those that personality types, what that, how, how that comes into play. Yeah. So, oh, I could do a whole Catherine's episode. Catherine's a high DC. I'll tell you that. It's a high CD. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I could, yeah, I could do a whole episode on personality types. I think I find it very interesting, but there's the disc personality assessment that basically identifies what your personality type is, you know, based on a test that you take an assessment and and that's the that's the one that has lots and lots and lots of questions so you can't fake it right yeah well there's a short free version where you could you know kind of sway your answers yeah but um there is a longer version that you can do that is really worth taking just to understand yourself like as an agent um and so i always i always think that's a good thing to do just to know know who you are and you do that for when you potential hires as well. Make yeah, I think take the, that. So. And for most teams and people who are hiring, I think they always have some kind of personality assessment, but I always like the disc one because to me, it's just easy to understand. Oh, Kayla, were you going to say something? No, I oh, just okay. had to burp a little. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you for moving <laughs> your mouth yeah. away from the, You're welcome. the <laughs> classy lady over there. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. You were ta- we were talking about the different personality types. And yes. Drivers for. Driver and C so, is for physical. So DISC stands for, D is driver. And so a lot of times people will say they're a high D, which to me just means that they're like, they're very quick to make decisions um, and not in a bad way, just they, they don't have patience for. Like, they're decisive and direct. They're decisive and direct, and they that drive they, they have that driving personality of like, let's do this, let's do this. Um, I don't need all the information in order to to get going. And then there's um, I, which is influencer, uh, and that is somebody who likes to socialize. They like talking to people, chatting people up, and <laughs> um, not me. I'm a seven on the I spectrum. <laughs> That's actually kind of high though. Seven, isn't it? I don't know what's uh, on a scale of one to ten. I don't remember. It's out of a hundred. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mine, mine's pro- introvert. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't remember what mine is. I don't think it really registers on the scale. Although, <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I know you, I'll talk your ear off. Um, or if, if, if it's real estate related, right? Or operational or organization, yeah. Business, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you things you don't even want. You did not ask for. Or you did not care to listen to. Um, but but in general, I'm not going out of my way to meet new friends and have conversations with people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I have enough. Maybe have enough. that's your fault right now mm-hmm. with these fizzbos, you think? 
but I think I'm I'm friendly. Yeah. You oh, are. we have You're totally very gotten. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten derailed. I think I I can adapt my personality. That's the other yeah. in- interesting thing about the DISC personality assessment is it shows you your natural state or style, I think they call it, and then your adapted style. So how do you adapt in work situations? And so you're you could be a high I on the adapted scale, but that's going to burn you out and wear you out more because that's not really your natural personality type. Right. And we've seen people uh, who have had to try to be something else on the, on the disc assessment and not be able to keep up yeah. after a while. It wears on, it wears on them. Yeah. I think that's why I like that assessment so much is because you can really quickly see where somebody's, they, they, they can do well, but the, that's going to wear on them. Um, so, so yeah, I, we talked about I S is for like steady or stable. They're usually very family oriented. They don't like change. I'm looking at somebody in the room. 99, 99, <laughs> which is why sometimes Kayla loses her mind uh, when, when things get a little rocky during the day. <laughs> if it's on my schedule and it changes, I'm not too pleased, but I, I make it happen. So you, you, you've adapted I've yourself. Adapted, yes. Um, and, it, but that, again, that starts that to wear, wear off. Wear, yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey, Kayla, get right up on that microphone. <laughs> Which is why we're looking now to hire a transaction coordinator to offboard that from your plate because that's where your day gets derailed mm-hmm. is those ever shifting deadlines. And so, um, I love it. I really do. I really love the transactions and taking care of clients, but I got to leave it. If nothing, if nothing ever changed, uh, and it was just like, okay, today is, you know, go, check go, exactly. So, so that's a stable, steady personality type. And then the C is for cautious. Um, and that is, that is why I'm a high CD. So I'm very detail oriented. I like all my facts and figures before I make a decision. Um, but my, I feel like mine is always in conflict with one another because it's like I'm, I need Make all the decision, the, woman. No, I, I need all yes. the details and information. But then the other side of my brain is like, "Hurry up, let's do this. Let's get this done." <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about this for sale by owner thing. We're like, yeah. we're gonna seek the best and all the the right tools and resources to get this done right. And the other side of me is like, "Let's just do this thing. Like, <laughs> I, I want I want to get a Fizbo listing." Um, so back on track though. <laughs> So what what he was saying, though, was that most for sale by owners he finds are either drivers or high seas, cautious people. And I I was just kind of thinking about that. And I'm like, that that's really helpful if that's true. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I get with like um, a real chatty person like that would be to me more of a high eye. And they're just they want to tell me all about their house. And they're just like, bop, 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 you know, and they think that that that's some sort of natural sales skill that they can apply to real estate. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably more, I can't actually imagine and I'm not calling this guy wrong because he probably does more for sale by owner business than me. But to me, a driver, at least anyone I've ever met, they're, they're usually busy professionals and they just want things done and they're willing to pay to have it done right and done for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think it's probably more of like high C's because they want control yeah. and they think they're detail oriented enough to like, I don't need somebody to write this contract for me. I, I can I, figure it out. I'll, I'll do this and mm-hmm. I'll get it done right because I'm going to take a million notes and I'm going to make everything, make sure everything's just right. And I'm going to read every website and, you know, <laughs> put together a checklist. And um, and then you get the people who just, they, yeah, they're, they're just chatters and they, right. they think they can just sell you 
on their awesome house. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a good talker. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I called some guy today. This is totally off topic. Should we take a break before I yeah, totally take, go down a rabbit hole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Yeah. So what were you saying? Oh, I was saying I was having this conversation today with this gentleman and uh, I was actually calling. He wasn't a first sale by owner. I was just calling him because he had inquired about one of our listings and he sounded like he had a house to sell. So, of course, I'm going to call him back and see what's going on. And uh, and within like five seconds, he was just chatting me up about how how I should buy a house right now and how the interest rates and the Federal Reserve uh, lowered the interest rates and that by half a percent and that I should I should buy a house. And I'm like, I'm. I'm a real estate agent. <laughs> like I, I know all of this. And then he talked my ear off for like 30 minutes. You'd say, "Did you get a listing?" I was just going to say, "Did you get an appointment?" <laughs> so maybe we're, we're. I did not. I am not sure that I want to have an appointment. <laughs> but no, I'm. I'm going to follow up with him again next week. He does have several properties, so he says. Um, so we shall see. He was just. He was a character. Sometimes you're not sure what you're going to get when you call people. Yeah. And. I, I learned that every day calling for sale by owners and, and just strangers that you don't know. Um, he told me a ridiculous joke that I, pro- <laughs> I probably shouldn't repeat. It's not a dirty joke or anything. It was just the worst joke I've ever heard. <laughs> and I don't want, if I say it, then he'll know if he ever listens to this podcast that, about him. that I was talking about him. So I won't tell you. <laughs> it wasn't worth repeating anyways. No, it really wasn't. But just that, the reason I brought that up was that you know, everybody does have a different personality type. And so I just thought that was interesting that he pointed that out in his post because I've never thought about that when calling for sale by owners. I've thought about it in appointments because when you go to a listing appointment, you really want to know and kind of gauge really quickly while you're sitting there, you know, who am I dealing with? Is this somebody, is it, right. if this is a driver is, personality, they do not want me to they, explain this yeah. entire listing. Or are they making the decision together or is one person along for the ride? Right. Who yeah. is the decision maker? Right. That's, that's another thing too, um, to think about when you're calling for sale by owner. I did, I talked to one girl who was like, I think she was the daughter of the person who was actually selling. And it's, it's kind of like, how do you ever convince that person to meet with you or have a listing consultation or anything like that when they're not even the, the decision maker for the property? I mean, I'm sure, you know, highly skilled, <laughs> skilled people can, but my point is just, um, know who the decision maker is try to gauge what their personality type is and then adapt to that just like I would in a listing appointment where if a driver is being really quick on the phone because they would be they would be the person that wants to get off the phone like I don't have time for you and then I need to quickly adjust my script to get to the point whereas if they're like chatting me up and they want to tell me all about their house then I need to ask more personal questions about where are you moving to and what has you thinking about that and those kind of personal things and let them just talk as much as possible to build that rapport because they'll find that like that will that will connect with them yeah that will connect with them more than me just saying hey can I come preview your house right so I think I just I don't know that just struck me this week reading that that like who are these people I'm talking to and that's hard to gauge in like two seconds but sometimes you really can tell within the first few seconds of how they answer the phone I don't know if I can pick out a a high C necessarily i feel like i can pick out a high i think you'd I. have to dig for questions with a high well, c I think, I think what you do is you you're not trying to pick that out you're trying to rule out 
the other ones. Mm. Right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That would be easy to do. Well, that's a, that's between the e- S and the C. Is that this be person hard. a D? No, there's no way this person's a D. So you kind of start to weed out the other things, and then maybe you don't get all of your answers on the first phone call, but by the second, you can maybe maybe start when you're making your notes hmm. is definitely not an I. Definitely not, you know. And well, and I think he's probably right that I, you know, I hate to put everybody in a box, but like a high S is probably not someone that's going to do for sale by owner. No, Kayla, let's, I, I would let's not talk even more if about I was out, out of real estate. I wouldn't because it'd just be too many moving parts, too many what ifs. Um, it's if I'm living in the home, it would just be too nerve wracking to control situations of people coming through my home and just. Again, if I had no real estate knowledge, mm-hmm. I don't see how I can be happy with doing it by myself. Yeah. Pro. Yeah. I don't think you would either. No. So I think we can say for the most part for sale by owners are not high S's. Now, if maybe there's someone who is a high S, high C, who has sentimental value for the home, it's like a family home that they inherited or or whatnot, maybe a high S would want to care for it a bit more and kind of observe it but i think they'd have to have more of control in it as well personality wise yeah more of a high c yeah that actually now that i think about that because i i would be my worst own client oh my god <laughs> <laughs> awareness <And> is key <laughs> i've said this for many years oh, yeah. like i you know i would be the worst and that is from my um well it's both both pieces right i want i'm, I'm that person that wants like information now <laughs> But, but I, but I want it to be one hundred percent accurate. And you want to take it all home and read every line of it, <laughs> right? And oh like gosh, would, I'm the worst. You would never be. We talk about this all the time, and I know this is an off topic and stuff. But when you like, when you go in for a listing appointment and you want them to sign the paperwork, uh, and a lot of times people won't sign the paperwork because they want to read it. Yeah. And trying to go and it and it's like, but that's you. Well, I know you that's would why never I, hmm. in a million years, no matter what, I don't care. Who, I don't care who the person is. You would never, ever, ever in a million years get a packet of information and then sign it all right there. And and te- you would never do that ever. Yeah. So no, I no. think that I mean, there are personality types where it's just like you are not going to win that. Well, and that's why I think those are my hardest. I mean, probably most people it's their hardest listing appointments to overcome that objection because I, I feel for them. I understand. Yeah. I empathize with yeah. that. All feeling. those things of, if there was outside of other having, than, other than having to read <laughs> you know this, the script. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I mean, but I do, I know. <laughs> um, but outside of that, it's like, even, even with that, that wouldn't work. Well, and I, you. and I think that even if you didn't have the experience that you have of knowing here comes the script, yeah, right. It's like, even I've known you a long enough time to know that there is nobody who's going to make you do sign any paperwork. It's going to make me do, do anything. Well, we've had enough, <laughs> enough vendors come to our house for whether we were getting construction done or, um, uh, some sort of a quote for something, a, a roofing quote, and they all try to get you to sign the paperwork right there, and we've never done it, ever. Yeah, that's I'll, true. I'll scan it to you later tonight after <laughs> I read it twice. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so, but I think I kind of understand why maybe a high C would be a for sale by owner. It's, it's par- partially the control thing, but also, like, 
I don't know, I can just look within myself and be like, I'd probably think I can do this. Yeah. Well, right. they're very numbers people. They're yeah. analytical. But yeah, I would I would be like, I can figure except out how high, much my house is worth. Yeah, except the high D in you is like, I don't want to have to worry about I don't have time that. for well, this. Well, yeah. I don't, have, I don't have time for that. Let's hire a pro. Let well, do it. That's the, that is the other, the other piece of it. The busier someone is, the less likely they are to even consider it. So when you're dealing with a for sale by owner, regardless of their personality type, they probably either work from home or they, um, if they're living there, right? Or, or they, you know... What am I trying to say? They could be uh, they just, retired. They just retired. They have time on their hands. Well, you know, one of our buyers is purchasing from a FISBO. Yeah. He's um, a high C. Yeah. yeah He's that, in finances. Yeah. That, that guy is. Sense. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in their situation, I think they they were kind of maybe going to list with an agent. I think they had like a friend that was an agent. We just happened to get in there and buy it before, before. they did. And so, I mean, that does happen. That's what we were talking about. It is a hot market. It mm-hmm. could happen. Could they have sold it for more? Potentially. Um, and that's, you know, that's on them because that was their choice to make. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I definitely think that maybe a high C is probably the, the, the thing to think about. Like, I don't know that it's a driver personality. Right. I think it's a high C and or those are just like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's and your connect. That's my connection and my worst nightmare. Yeah, I know. Practice in the mirror. How am I going to defeat you? (laughs) Yeah. So stuff to think about. Okay. So I think the last time we got together for the the uh, FISBO, we had a whole plan kind of figured out of what you were going to do. And then, like Mm -hmm. we said earlier, um, we did some restructuring of the business. In the meantime, and some other things changed. So your time has kind been of, limited. Yeah, has been really limited. And I know that there's still some evolution happening with the company. More hiring is happening in next week and the week after that and yeah. stuff to kind of build things up so that that time is available to you. So being realistic with your time, knowing that you're now showing properties, which you don't normally do having buyer consultations, which you don't normally do, doing open houses, which you don't normally do, and training, training the new agents and mm-hmm. and, and a new uh, TC when they come in, transaction mm-hmm. coordinator. Um, what are, you, are you asking me like, when are you going to actually I'm trying get, to get back to on track here? I'm trying to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> that's my goal. So, okay, honestly... We got, I, we've got tens of listeners that want to know <laughs> if this works. We have to be able to tell them, yes, this is working or no, it isn't. Well, so here's here's what I think. I think that I still have a few weeks of follow-up. Um, another thing that was interesting on that guy's post was he did say, that, so he calls for sale by owners and expireds, which um, I've called expireds before. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Suri's trying to make a note. (laughs) Um, I've called expireds before. And that one to me always seemed like a really high, highly competitive. Because everybody's calling. Yeah. Yeah. It's what I've always thought. And I've, when I've experienced calling them, they're always like, oh, you're the millionth person to call me. angry. Yeah. Even, and and you've been on the other side where it's like, where maybe the, uh, it's run out and then you are getting ready to re-sign 
the listing agreement in oh, that one yeah, day, yeah. it's that one day of where it doesn't happen and they get like 40 phone calls that day. Oh, we don't have expired listings. No, there was a time, a long time ago. Okay. But like we could count on two we hands. Had by a, yes, I know. We had a seller who was expiring from another agent that was listing with us who mm-hmm. had us oh, ask. Oh, yeah. That's. Or ask if we can have these agents. And there's been, there's been like, there's been times where, uh, they sign a short amount. They sign an agreement for a shorter amount of time and it's a very expensive house. Yeah. And they just, those houses just take longer, a year to sell instead of it being six months. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, I I was kind of joking, but also like we do have actually a really good track record of selling the listings, not having them expire, which I'm proud of. Um, although we did just have one expire today. Um, that was out of your control. You gave, you gave them the number, no excuses. Uh, where are we going with this? Oh, when am I going to get back on track? Right. Um, right now, right now. No, but I do, I feel like it, it's going to take a few more weeks. Oh, that's where I was going with that. Um, the, in the guy's post, he was talking about expires versus for sale by owner. And he actually said that, um, for sale by owners list faster than expires, which I always thought was the opposite because I thought expireds were usually, I mean, they actually had their house on the market with an agent. Yes, they're upset it didn't sell, but they are ready to go. Like they still want to get it sold for the most part. I but would his assume experience that some, sometimes, sometimes if they have a bad experience, a bad experience or in the middle of a bad experience, they're already looking yeah. for somebody and that goes that they get have a different realtor the next day because right. they were already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. So, but we still know from other statistics, we we talked about one of the first episodes that it's six to eight weeks before they start to list. Um, and I'm looking at days on market on a lot of these that we have, and it's longer than that. Like they're really trying to get their price or they think they can mm-hmm. they can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I feel like getting off track a little bit because life happens and you just got to roll with it. Uh, probably going to be a couple more weeks before we really start to see this all come together. And what our plan is for this week is to get really purposeful with the other touch pieces and it not just be calls. So direct mails. Yeah. We have note cards. Yeah. We've got, we've got to get that, that stuff out there mm-hmm. so that they recognize the, re- the repetitiveness of it. Yeah. And, and it's more touches over, a, over that period of time. Instead of just, if you call every week, well, over six weeks or eight weeks, that's only eight touches, right? right. This guy's doing 17. Right. So it has who, to be nonstop. Who are they going to remember? Right. You know, so that's interesting. Yeah, we got to get that plan going because we never really launched that off the ground. I I feel like so. Yeah, got to get the other touches in place. So so create we'll get, smart plans. Yeah, we'll get on that. <laughs> you get on that. Got it, boss. All right. Well, we're just about out of time. So nope. re- yes, I know, I know. Uh, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us when you do that. So please give us a five star if you think we deserve it, which we do. Uh, you can also send any questions or stories that you have or any advice as well. We will take all advice. We would love some advice. Yeah. To our website at onseekingthebest.com. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail there as well. Send us a tweet at SeekTheBestPod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next week. Happy birthday, Kat. Oh, thanks. (laughs) This has been a Think Live Be production.